Hey, what is going on, you guys? My name is Mickey Nguyen, and I play Mags on Hulu's new series, Utopia Falls. And I am here in the man cave with Elias. And uh, I'm super stoked to talk to you. And I'm super happy for you to listen. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Mickey, welcome to the cave. Thank you guys so much for having me, guys. This oh. cave over here, ooh, I can see everything up in here, and it's great. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> How are you, man? What's new with you? Uh, not, nothing much. Uh, I think, especially during times like what's been going on outside, I think, you know, we, we're we sticking together, and we're all pushing through this hand-in-hand, hand and... Uh, um, nothing crazy, nothing, nothing too new. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. how are you handling all this with being inside? Um, honestly, I'm handling it pretty well. Um, obviously, what's been going on out there, it, it, it is crazy. It's historically crazy and chaos out there. But I think, nonetheless, I think I've been feeling so much more, I guess, together with everyone just because this is something that we're all going through as yeah. a whole. And this is something that's been happening, you know, globally. And, um, even though that there might be times where people might feel like, Oh, like they're cooped up inside their house or, and they feel alone and they feel like scared. Like, I think people should be reminded that at times like this, you know, we're all here and we're all doing this together and we're all, experiencing it and it's scary for all of us but no matter what just everyone should be reminded and be comforted that we're all here for each other and we're all gonna get through it yeah positive thoughts every day that's why i keep telling my wife <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> <laughs> so you've been busy the last few years right you've done uh you've done nickelodeon's make it pop you've uh done zombies on disney october faction and you recently started in utopia falls and we'll talk about that I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Where, where are you originally from? Um, I am originally from Toronto, Ontario, born and raised. Uh, my family comes from Vietnam. And, uh, yeah, and my family came here a long, long time ago. They, they immigrated here from Vietnam, from the Vietnam War. And uh, we made a life here. And I'm truly happy and thankful that we kept our um, culture in our household. Uh, and, you know, I think one of the best things in my career right now is being able to know that I'm kind of on like a platform where people can see that, wow, like someone who's like someone who isn't normally seen on like, you know, seen or represented on film and TV, especially way back when, is now, you know, we're is now taking a step forward with film and television. And I'm happy that my career is able to put forth, you know, Asian representation out there. And um, not only that, but you, you, you see so much diversity now on film and TV. And I'm, I'm really striving for that. And I think my number one goal out there is for someone to watch what I do, know that I love it, and also know that, you know, they have someone that they can 
relate to. And I would love to be relatable to, to at least one person out there, make them smile, make them happy and uh, inspire them to continue to pursue what they love doing and to work hard at it. And, and, and people will see that and people will admire that and uh-huh. will respect that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all in a nutshell. Yeah, where I that's am. awesome. So like growing up in Toronto, like, did you have any idea that you wanted to get into like the entertainment industry? Um, you know, actually, like my entire like career path has has taken some interesting like turns. I was actually originally wanting to be uh, a choreographer. So when I was pursuing dance at the time, and this was probably way back when when I was just coming out of like high school. I was like, oh, I'm going to go full throttle dance. Dance is going to be my number one goal. Like, I'm going to dance. I'm going to choreograph for all these artists, all these shows. And I think when I first landed my my very first role, and it, it was it was a series lead on Nickelodeon's Make a Pop, that was probably when I realized I had a love for acting. And I always loved acting, and it was always in the back of my head. But it was never something that I was like, oh, I'm going to explore this because at the time, my full focus was on dance. But soon after that, like after Make It Pop, I realized I was like, man, this is this this is actually something that I love doing, and this is something that I really, really do enjoy. So I I bit my tongue and I clenched my butt cheeks, and I was like, you know what? Let's 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 take a dive in and let's go see what acting's all about. And mm. it's scary because I was so deep into dance that. It was, it was scary going and venturing off into a completely different field than I was, I was comfortable with. But I'm happy that I did because through that, I was able to make a career out of, out of this gamble in a way. And also, not only that, but I also did even get to implement my dancing and my, my, my dance passion into um, my new acting lifestyle. So it, it was really enjoyable, and I think I'm really thankful for how even with these ups and lefts and rights in my life with with my career that I was able to integrate all my loves for acting and for dancing and singing and put that to good use to book all these roles that I've had. So, yeah. So when you transitioned from, like, dancing to acting, did you take any acting classes or you just, like, jumped right into it? Like, you just got hit with, like, a role and that was it? I um I actually started off um like I think when I first like dipped my toes into it I I was actually doing theater at the time and even though theater is theater I find is pretty different um to film and TV because theater is like so like it's so broad and it's so out there whereas like for film and TV it's like very organic very natural and you know I think there's challenges between the two um but the good thing was was that I still kind of retained what I learned in theater and I kind of had the chance to really kind of understand um, the tools that I was needing to to do acting. So it, it wasn't too fresh off, like, it, was, it wasn't too fresh for me and it wasn't too, like, banking new. I, I kind of had the taste for it already and, and it, it was in the air. Or when I came into it, so yeah. Did you it was feel? Still there. Did you feel more more nervous 
or maybe you didn't feel nervous at all. So I, I'll let you answer the question. Uh, performing in dancing or performing in TV? Um. Okay. So I think I think it's difficult for both of them because for when you're when you're when you're acting, I find that it's it's difficult to to act um, and, and make it organic and make it natural. And you know, you're you're essentially you're you're faking a situation and you're trying to make it believable. Yeah. Um, Whereas, whereas for dancing, you know, dancing, I love dancing, especially if it's in film and TV, because it, it adds so much color into it, and it, it, there's so much movement into it, and it makes what you're watching just more impactful. So, it was, I mean, like, I get nervous for both, to be honest. Yeah. But I think, uh, naturally, I do gravitate more to dancing, so I'm so comfortable with dancing, but I also love how nervous I get when I'm acting out a scene because that's how much I want to make it believable. And um, it, it kind of pushes me to, to to do my best, and it pushes me to be able to bring out this you know, raw emotion and be vulnerable and put that in front of the camera. So... I, I, I get nervous for acting more, but I think I enjoy I, I enjoy both eventually. Yeah. So so you mentioned make it pop and I mentioned earlier also you were on zombies like uh how was it being on those shows at a young age? Um well actually um <laughs> I wasn't really so young of an age when I was in when I was when I was uh doing make it pop and zombies. Um, I think I, I I was definitely a little bit older than some of the cast members, uh, and that that was that was the greatest thing too is that nobody knew how old I was during production until after production, <laughs> and everyone flipped out because everyone's like, "We thought you were our age, you're a liar," and I was like, "No, no, 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 I'm an actor." <laughs> so um, it, yeah, like I I I loved doing the film and TV that's, that has uh, the integration of dancing and singing, um, I just find that it makes it so unique and it makes it more enjoyable almost, um, which is why Utopia Falls, like, I, I love that even more because even though dance and singing, it's not the full focus for dancing and singing because in Utopia Falls, it's more so of a, a, a of an accent to the series almost. Hmm. And um, what I love about Utopia Falls is that it is different from that. It's 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 a lot more darker in terms of the series of how it goes, um, and also it's it, it, the full focus isn't the singing and the dancing, whereas the other two projects that it did were. Um, so that's uh, I I love I love Make It Pop and I love Zombies and all together I uh, it helps me. Uh, it essentially helped me book Utopia Falls, yeah. and I'm happy that Utopia Falls got to almost be a little bit different than what I was already doing, because it got a chance to really develop more skills and just be all around just a more unique type of series. Mm. So I, I I love them. So yeah, let's talk about Utopia Falls for the listeners real quick. Can you just give them a little like brief like what the show is about? Oh man, uh, Utopia Falls. Okay, so um, it's set in the distant future, and 
were introduced to this dystopian society called New Babel. And New Babel was created after this big white flash happened on Earth and it wiped out majority of it. And New Babel was created and it's, it takes place in this shield almost. And in this, in this new city, we have standards. We have um, things that are already approved by the, the new city's estate. And that goes by their lifestyle, that goes by, um, you know, the dancing and, and the songs. Like, everything's kind of almost, like, pre-approved. Yeah. So there's already this standard to this this new city. So the, you don't get those implications of racism or you don't get those implications of, you know, um, homophobia because everyone lives together in harmony because everyone is living by this standard. And when you get introduced to these group of teens who make it into the new city's biggest and most sought after competition of the arts, then you they, they go in there and then they discover this archive. And in this archive, you they discover this history of everything that happened before the flash because no one remembers what happened. Uh, when the flash happened so everything before the flash like it's it gets wiped out and that includes any cultural or like musical relics but they discover everything that was free white flash and they discover what is they they discover the music that was back in the day so they end up using that music to introduce this new um style and what ends up happening is that the, the government, uh, a.k.a. the authority, um, they don't like that because they're like, well, this is not the standard of the state. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they freak out. And then us as, us, us as teens, we're just like, what is like, why are you guys hiding this from us? And, you know, and we kind of use what we learned from the archives to basically overthrow the government. Of, of this series so um people have been saying that it's oh okay so it's kind of like a mix of like the hunger games mix uh meets like you know step up or america's got talent but it, it's actually so much more deeper than that because uh, again going back to what i said it's the singing and the dancing is is their accents of the series but it goes into so many multi-layers after that like it goes so much more deeper into that so and that's I, I would be I would be talking nonstop if I tried to, to, to <laughs> I say what what even goes on. But that that's basically yeah. the surface. Of it. I want to know about your audition when you first went in about that. Tell us about that. Oh man, my audition was kind of like a it was a really really memorable one because um, I'm a firm believer of you know I I always like to add in like. Uh, like a zhuzh or like a, a cute thing or something that kind of just makes your performance stand out. So Meg, he's, he's like the comedic relief type of guy. He's like, he's hilarious. And he's just, he's such a light in the room. And one of his scenes was that he was eating a ton of food. So I was like, okay, all right, okay. So he's eating a ton of food. And it says that he's stuffing his face. So what I did was I went into my callback after sending a self-tape and I saw everyone there and I was just like, um, so he's eating. I was just wondering if I could just like grab a little something, something. And they're like, yeah, yeah, do what you need to do. And I'm like, okay, cool. 
And Archie's just watching at me, and Archie, the director, he's just like, what is this guy pulling out of his sleeve? And I just put, like, a bunch of donuts on each finger, and I was just stuffing my face as I was, like, doing this scene for them. And in my head, I was just like, I hope to God they like this. Because, like, I, I was so into it that I didn't even know or I didn't even catch what their facial reactions were. But, um... But yeah, like soon after that, like after landing it, surprisingly, um, I talked to RT and RT was like, yeah, like what you did in that room was gold. Like I wanted to laugh so hard out loud, but I could not have to compose myself. I had to be professional. But honestly, I wanted to die when you're just stuffing your face with 10 of these donuts on your finger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. That- that, so, was, that was my audition. So, <laughs> so when you got the role of Mags, like, uh, how did you prepare for the role after that? Like, uh, what did you do any like research or anything? Like, um, how- I mean, I I I love um, when, and especially love it when a character is so close to heart to me, and Mags is very very relatable to me. Um, he's he's. I picture him as like the glue of the group and he really does care about everyone um, around him. And he's very, very caring. And uh, I kind of like, I I see a lot of myself in Mags. And uh, as you continue to watch the series, you you begin to learn so much more with Mags and he, he digs a lot deeper than that. But for me, in terms of preparation, I tried my best to, um, I, I try my best not to, pull from different things that I've seen and I kind of really try to dig into my own personal experience and my own uh, emotions and how how his upbringings are very similar to mine yeah. so um, yeah like I, I don't I don't I didn't do too much preparation um, and because he was just so organically like me <laughs> so essentially it's like when you're when you're watching Max, you're you're almost kind of watching you're almost watching mickey in a way almost That's but awesome. um but yeah but Max is great have you had like a a challenge encountering it like uh like connecting with your character at all or do you find it easy because you've kind of like put your own persona into it uh i think so something happens with mags midway through um, I don't want to spoil it, but um, he he begins to be a little bit more sensitive with that, um, and I think I think for me it's like I can totally understand Max as to why he would be sensitive to certain things after when mid season something happens to him, um, but I think portraying that was a little bit like difficult. So I would say in in the ways where his humor it's easy for me um his sensitivity is probably a little bit more um it, it's a little bit more tough to execute because you know like he 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 does become a bit sensitive and he even though like he's he's the type of guy to just like bring his best up front and just put a smile on um in, in the end like he he his sensitivity is what's uh, kind of difficult to to capture sometimes, but you know, like what, I think overall, like he's been great. What do you think you enjoy the most out of Mags? What's his best feature? You think? Um. Okay, so my my 
thing with Mag is um, he's almost like the mediator. <laughs> so uh, in, in in the group of teams that you get introduced to, you, they're, you're gonna see you're gonna see some couples, and you're gonna see that they're gonna get into they're gonna get into a whole fiasco. And Mags is, always seems to end up getting into the middle of it. Like he 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 hundred percent is um is is always able to either one uh, make the situation lighter because he's just you know he's he's sassy like that. So if he gets shut down, like he's there to just be like, yeah. Got shut down, or um, if people are like you know having a fight and they're just emotionally detached, he's there to kind of reel them both in all together. So you're definitely going to see Mags being the again the glue to the group, and I think that's what I love most about him. Now, Snoop Dogg is uh, involved in this at all. Have you had a chance to like meet him or have any any input with him? Oh my god! Okay, so let me tell you. So I was in post production, and they—I I was just in the middle of doing um, some of my voiceovers for some of the lines, yeah. and they just casually, not even saying anything. This is post production. We didn't even know anything when we filmed this. So we filmed this last year between March all the way till June, and. Um, we were in post-production probably in September all the way until like November almost. Um, and in probably in October is when they're just like, oh yeah, so um, by the way, Snoop Dogg's the voice of the archives. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 what? <laughs> they were so casual about it. They didn't even say anything. We had no preparations. And I was like, how are y'all going to do that to me and just casually just bring up Snoop Dogg? It's like, it's Snoop Dogg's like my childhood. And you're here, and you're gonna be like, he's gonna be the voice of this archive, just so willy nilly. Like, no, I can't. But um, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to to meet him because all of this stuff was done um, post production. Yeah. So he's probably in like I don't know some an, an audio booth somewhere in like somewhere in L.A. or something. But no, I didn't get a chance to meet him. I wish though, but yeah. <laughs> What's been your favorite scene that you've been in on the show? Um, my favorite scene, uh, I think it would definitely have to be, um, I think it would have to be, there's a big, huge performance number that happens in the last episode. And I think that was probably like, that was like my favorite scene to shoot because we were literally in a huge, huge stadium. And this was a stadium where I actually watched like um this group called blackpink it was the same stage that they were on and we were performing in that same venue and i was just like oh my god it's like i'm living my dream right now because i'm obviously i'm like I'm, I'm a killer at performing um but the turnout of it and how it was shot and just like it's it just so when you watch it it's so impactful and it really meant a lot and I think it shows that this number really means a lot because it's like it's it's the moment where you realize that like we're making this revolution happen and we're gonna go full head 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 on to it so definitely the performance number in episode 10 for sure so now you mentioned like the cast is like pretty tight how would you describe the vibe on set 
Oh man, the vibe on set when everyone is together. Oh man, like it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Like we're where we are such a tight group, which therefore means that we're probably a very chaotic group. Uh, so it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like, I think when there are scenes where all of us are together is when it's craziest the most because, you know, we're, we're all together. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, it's, it's been great working with them. Like, we've all grown to become such a great family. And I, I think it's great that even at times like this, um, with what's going on outside, it's like we try to we try our best to like stay connected, and we're also even trying to do our best to give more of an outreach to our audience as well because Utopia Falls is is growing, and I think people are starting to pick up on it, and the audience is just slowly just increasing, and we're just doing our best that even at times like this, that if there's a safe place where they feel like they want to go to, it's like you know, it's like. The cast is always here for us. We're always here for each other, but most importantly, we're always here for you. Uh, that's that's what I love most about this whole cast. So you've been acting for a few years now. You know, you've done like your you know, Utopia, which is like a sci-fi thing. You've done you know, like your dancing and you know a little bit of comedy. Like, do you have like a dream role that you want to play someday? Oh man, I would kill if I could do some sort of like marvel dc type of thing like if it's a series if it's a film if it's yeah. marvel or dc it's me up i'm the hugest hugest nerd for that like i am waiting for the day that i get something where it involves anything with superpowers if i can fly or something give me give me invisibility powers whatever you whatever you guys want me to do if i have something like i'm there 100 <laughs> percent. what's been what's been your favorite movies for uh, comics Oh, that's tough. Like, I think it would definitely have to be. Oh man, I I'm so classic. It would definitely have to be X Men. Like X Men, I grew up with. I watched the old cartoons when it was on Teletoon once upon a time, um, and the comics. Like, I was just all there for. My bias is Jubilee because she was the only <laughs> she was the only Asian superhero that I watched on screen, and I was like, "Yo, Jubilee needs her own movie." I'm telling you, but uh, yeah, X Men for sure. If you could star alongside TV or movie, one person who would it be? Oh, that's tough. But I think I would have to do. I would have to say Constance Wu. Constance Wu is my queen, and uh, I would live for the opportunity that comes one day where I get to tell her that in person. She's inspired me in so many ways unimaginable, and um, I, I think I think their season finale for Fresh Off the Boat just happened, which breaks my heart and breaks my soul, but I believe that one day the universe will align, and I'll hopefully work with the next thing that so, <laughs> so where do you, so where, where do you see yourself 10 20 years from now mm, i think honestly like 10 20 years from now i think i would love to i would love to be like a like um i would love to be like some sort of like to do like a ted talk or something or to do like just any type of like motivational speaking because i feel like throughout my life like i've experienced so many turns and so many like my, my life was uh on the ceiling at one point it was left and right and 
I think it's uh, life takes its turns and it, it does that for reasons unknown. And I think the more we just experience it and the more we kind of value those those turns and when life goes upside down, we, we, we do eventually value that. So I, I, if I could just like in 10, 20 years from now, if I could just mediate that and and just like, you know, tell people that and communicate my experiences and 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 what my my life came to yeah. uh, and the good and the bad and the ugly like if i could do that and inspire someone with with what my life and how it went and hopefully give someone that you know got that string of hope that they're what they're going through is it, it, it's a push but it's a push for the good and that's something that i would love to do in the future that's awesome well here you go do you have a quote that you live by every day Um, do I have a quote that I live by every day? Um, let's see. Okay. Um, I think this one goes, um, time moves forward, never backwards. Because I feel like we look too far deep into what has happened, but we never really look ahead and we never see what is happening. So I think that whatever happens in the past, like learn from it, grow from it, but most importantly, look forward and look onto the next thing because what happened before is what's going to help you for what's going to happen later. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, any upcoming other projects that you want to tell the listeners that you have coming out? Um, I mean, like with all this going on, I know everything's crazy, on hold. I know. But I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything's on hold. But I mean, like. <laughs> I, I especially after when Utopia Falls happened, I I really did want to explore music. So uh, I think music is probably going to be like uh, an open door for me. And uh, I think the good thing with what's going on right now is that music can still be with me, and I can still work on that. So I think I'm gonna be crafting a couple of things in my dungeon. There you over go. Here. So uh, how can the listeners uh, find you on social media? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's just my name, Mickey Nguyen. And uh, yeah, you guys can all find me there. How can people find the cave? Tell them. <laughs> there you go, Mickey. Thanks for coming on, man. This was fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.